Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Here's what I got to get to. Because it's been a crazy week, as you know, and there's really three big stories in right-wing news this week. You have this white supremacist great replacement theory, which we've talked about all week long. The anti-abortion movement, which we've talked about all week long, which hit a special peak from the Catholic Church today in San Francisco's diocese. And the Republicans are having CPAC in Hungary as the guests of dictator Viktor Orban. My whole point is these three events are completely related. Let's talk about it. First off, let's talk about white supremacist great replacement theory. We began the week shocked over the atrocity in Buffalo. And over the past decade, the Anti-Defamation League has counted about 450 U.S. murders that were committed by political extremists. Of these 450 murders, okay, right-wing extremists were about 75% of them. Islamic extremists were about 20%. And left-wing extremists, which is like anarchists or, or you know, they were responsible for 4%. Now, now, nearly half the murders were specifically tied to white supremacists. Right-wing extremists for 75, but white conservative racists for half of the politically-themed murders over the past decade. This 18-year-old who murdered 10 Americans who were just trying to buy groceries was groomed for this position. He was groomed by right-wing media. He was groomed by 4chan. He was groomed by Donald Trump. He was groomed by the NRA. He was groomed by the Republican Party. The American political right has a problem with violence that there's nothing comparable on the left. And the 10 people that were murdered in Buffalo last weekend are part of that toll. Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL said, right-wing extremist violence is our biggest threat. The numbers don't lie. Here's Attorney General Merrick Garland announcing his office would be prosecuting the Buffalo mass shooting as a hate crime and committed to approaching hate crimes with new and more apt resources. We recognize that in order to address the destructive effects that hate crimes and hate incidents have on entire communities, we must make better use of our non-criminal tools as well. Today, I want to announce three important steps we are taking that reflect our holistic approach. First, along with our partners at the Department of Health and Human Services, we are issuing new guidance aimed at raising awareness of hate crimes during the pandemic. 
This guidance includes several steps that community-based organizations, law enforcement, government, law enforcement, government officials, and others can take to raise awareness of hate crimes and hate incidents, and how that increased awareness can be used as a tool for prevention and response. This guidance focuses on both hate crimes and hate incidents and was created with the input of many community-based stakeholders and public health professionals. Okay, but what does this have to do with abortion? Well, I'll get to that. Because replacement theory, white extremism, it helps get votes and it organizes people, just like the anti-abortion movement. This incident that we saw in Buffalo is tied to the other murders that are part of the Great Replacement Theory, like the Tree of Life Synagogue, where a guy believed in this and murdered Jews. Like the Muslim slaughter in New Zealand, where a guy believed this and slaughtered Islamic people. Like in Texas at the Walmart, where a white guy believed this and slaughtered Latinos. And this week it was black people in Buffalo. Because right-wing people, right-wing Caucasians are pushing this racist lie that white people rightfully own this country and they're being replaced. And they haven't let up on it. And these murders will continue. It's going to happen again. You know, Ronald Reagan announced his candidacy for president in 1980 in the same Mississippi town where three civil rights workers were murdered. He made a former segregationist chief justice of the Supreme Court. Conservatives never held him accountable. Donald Trump pushed a racist lie for years that the first black president wasn't really one of us. He launched his campaign saying that Mexicans were rapists and murderers. Conservatives didn't hold him accountable. NBC did. He was fired from his own reality show for being racist. But the right wing is not good at holding its own members accountable for their racism. Here's Deputy HA Secretary Andrea Palm. She joined Garland to explain how her Department of Health and Human Services is going to play a role in the DOJ's new approach. We focus a lot on engaging healthcare providers, clinics, health systems, and others in the healthcare community to really address hate crimes and hate incidents. We prioritize cultural competence and language access so that we can address unlawful acts of hate as well as xenophobia stemming from this public health crisis. And as the Attorney General also mentioned, we really prioritize community outreach and engagement in this guidance. Now, I wasn't alive for segregation. My mom was and told me some horrible stories about it. But that kind of white supremacy was always a control device. You know, it's how they managed to get white conservative people to vote a certain way. And it was both parties back in the 50s and 60s that did it. It was Democrats and Republicans concentrated in the South, but all over the country. Segregation was a control device, but they lost their footing. Eventually, it fell by the wayside. A racist white president who was a Democrat became the greatest hero of civil rights of any president in 1964. And the murder of Martin Luther King just made a lot of these racists go underground. Segregation lost its footing. But it got organized again and found its voice and found a way to control a population in the anti-abortion movement. And it's very relevant as the U.S. Supreme Court is now poised to dismantle the right to abortion. I mean... The people who were the racists lost their control and they got their groove back by channeling it all into the anti-abortion movement. Jerry Falwell, he built segregated schools. Jerry Falwell supported apartheid, called Bishop Tutu a phony and told Americans 
to buy Cougarons. Ronald Reagan, I've already been through how how racist he was, but Ronald Reagan wasn't against abortion. He signed the most liberal abortion law in California's history. George H.W. Bush opposed the 1964 civil rights movement, and he wasn't against abortion. But by 1980, Ronald Reagan realized this was working. This was getting the former racist organized and powerful again. And the day Ronald Reagan asked George H.W. Bush to be his running mate, Bush decided he was now pro-life. Overnight, he changed his opinion. This is how the racism shifted. And look where we are now. Oklahoma's just passed the strictest abortion law in the U.S. It criminalizes abortion beginning at fertilization. I mean, it means the second a woman's pregnant, her uterus is the property of the state on day one of conception. And they have this Texas-style bounty hunter law. It incentivizes whack jobs and bounty hunters to exploit the state's gun laws. It incentivizes whack jobs to threaten people, including abortion providers, which we've seen happen directly from the goading of Fox News. In Texas, Greg Abbott signed that Texas bounty hunter abortion law. Plaintiffs can collect $10,000 for each abortion prohibited under the law. He's not going to announce a bounty program for rape, you know. There's nothing for like, we'll give you 10000 if you can report a rapist. No. No, that's just for women who are terminating a pregnancy they don't want to have. If Roe is overturned, a Texas law would carry a sentence of up to life in prison for performing an abortion. And again, a $10,000 bounty on women's heads if they get abortions. Ted Cruz loves this. Arkansas, they've got a trigger law that would make it a felony to obtain an abortion once Roe is overturned. In North Dakota, Christy Nome has promised a special legislative session to pass new abortion restrictions, but she's got to catch up because the Confederate states are way ahead of her. In Louisiana, Republicans voted last night to uh, gut this highly controversial law that would have classified abortion as a homicide and allowed prosecutors to criminally charge women who undergo the procedure. But it's still a harsh law. You could get up to 10 years hard labor if you're an abortion provider in Louisiana. Missouri, they've got a crazy batshit law that prevents women from leaving the state to get an abortion. Yeah, and in Missouri, their bill makes it illegal to get an abortion if you have an ectopic pregnancy. Idiots, ectopic pregnancies are not viable, okay? They're the number one cause of death for first trimester patients. But when this ruling comes out in June, killing Roe v. Wade, Missouri's law will instantly outlaw abortion, even for rape and incest. The racists found a new power move. It's the same thing. It's taking rights and freedoms away from other people and pretending it's Christian. It's controlling other people and pretending it's Christian. Ron DeSantis just signed his law that's going to ban abortion in Florida. He did it at a church after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Idaho banned abortions after six weeks before many women even know they're pregnant. Their trigger law will make it a felony to perform an abortion or attempt to perform an abortion. And if you break that law, you can get a prison sentence uh, of up to two years. And the law, by the way, in Idaho allows the family members of the rapist to sue healthcare providers who give an abortion to the woman their family member raped. I'm not making any of this up. In Kentucky, they just issued an order extending this prohibition on enforcing provisions of a new state law that abortion providers say amounts to a total ban on the procedure. But there's still trigger laws in Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, North Dakota, Tennessee, and Utah that will all make giving an abortion a felony. Idaho's law will carry sentences of up to two to five years for providers. And in Oklahoma, uh, if you rape a woman, you'll get five years in jail. 
if you perform an abortion on a woman who's been made pregnant by a rapist, you'll get 10 years. Where does the hypocrisy stop? It doesn't. It keeps going. Today, the San Francisco Archbishop issued a notice that he will no longer allow House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to receive communion. Think about this. The Archbishop, his name is Salvatore Cordoglione, and he said she can't take the Eucharist anymore because she defends abortion rights. I've determined that the point has come in which I must make a public declaration that she is not to be admitted to Holy Communion unless and until she publicly repudiate her support for abortion rights and confess and receive absolution for her cooperation in this evil in the sacrament of penance. Sacrament of penance is supposed to be private. He wants a public humiliation. He'll still gladly give Holy Communion to pro-death penalty politicians. And friends, the death penalty, unlike abortion, is something Jesus actually spoke out against, in case you thought any of this has anything to do with Christ. So think about it. The Supreme Court, for the first time in our life, is poised to take rights away. The Archbishop of San Francisco is taking communion away, weaponizing Holy Communion over something Jesus never mentioned. But they won't deny communion to a politician who supports executing sinners, which Jesus actually opposed. Jesus overturns eye for an eye in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus stopped an execution and said only sinless people should be allowed to execute. Jesus said something I seem to recall about turning the other cheek. And by the way, you know, bishops have never barred people from getting communion if they turn away refugees. What about drone assassinations? Nope, you can still receive communion. What about denying care to the sick? Nope, it's fine. What about exploiting the poor? Come and get your wafer. What about calling refugees illegals? Oh, go ahead, Eucharist for you. What about covering up child rape? You can rape a child in the Catholic Church and still receive Eucharist. So what does this have to do with CPAC? I'm so glad you asked. CPAC is, of course, the conservative political action committee, and, and I've been to their conference in, uh, in, in D.C., and it's a hoot. I saw Sarah Palin speak there. <laughs> I, I had no way of knowing that the event was peaking culturally that time. But they're doing CPAC not here in the U.S., but in Hungary as the guests of dictator President Viktor Orban. Um, he and Fox News host Tucker Carlson have really had a bromance going along, and they can't stop flattering each other. Tucker was supposed to be the keynote speaker, but instead he sent a 38-second video message, and he was more or less praising Hungary because they have an authoritarian douchebag running it. I can't believe you're in Budapest and I'm not. What a wonderful country. And you know why you can tell it's a wonderful country? Because the people who turned our country into a much less good place are hysterical when you point it out. Um, Victor Orban was saying how great Tucker is and that having your own right-wing media, he said this in his keynote address, is the best way to point out the insanity of the progressive left. My friend Tucker Carlson is the only one who puts himself out there. His show is the most popular. What does it mean? It means programs like his should be broadcasted day and night, or as you say, 24-7. Never mind the fact that Tucker Carlson's show actually loses money because they can't get any advertisers. But he more or less is saying you should turn your media into propaganda to smear your enemy, just like Tucker Carlson does 24-7. There's no more of an indicator of the Republican Party's love of authoritarianism and fascism than the fact that they are having a kissy fest with Hungary Prime Minister Viktor Orban. This is the guy who said Europe is committing suicide by immigration. 
Matt Schlapp, who runs CPAC, and someone said today his name sounds like two pork chops falling and hitting the ground. Matt Schlapp can't, can't stop praising Victor Orban. Here's exactly what Victor Orban said in 2018. We do not want to be diverse and do not want to be mixed. We do not want our own color, traditions, and national culture to be mixed with those of others. Over in Hungary, he can say the quiet part out loud. Viktor Orban's a racist white supremacist, and he's a dictator, authoritarian, and that's why CPAC is there. CPAC now stands for Credulous Plutocratic Aryan Cult, in case you're wondering. But Matt Schlapp was giving an interview today where he tied it all together. While he's there praising this white supremacist dictator, he tied together the anti-abortion movement and Great Replacement Theory. He said uh, that banning abortion would stop the Great Replacement. He said, if you're worried about this quote-unquote replacement, why don't we start there? Start with allowing our own people to live. I didn't think that Matt Schlapp would be the guy to be the great unifying figure in all of this, but he brought it all together. The fascism, the racism, and the anti-abortionism. He admitted the great replacement theory is the GOP belief, and forced birth of women will increase the white population. This is exactly what he said. This is what has happened to the party of Lincoln. He admitted that overturning Roe is about preserving white supremacy. <laughs> you know, if you say there's a population problem, but you're killing millions of your own people through legalized abortion, well, then there'll be fewer white people. So here's where we're at. One-fifth of the way through the 21st century. The fascism, the racism, and the misogyny are completely intertwined. And I can promise you this. Every single one of these people are going to show up to vote this November. But will the rest of us? Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. James in Indianapolis, thank you for your patience. Hello. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, by the way, when Jesus was on the earth, he was a God. And God said that before you were in the womb, I knew you. 
So, God, excuse me. God said that to Jeremiah specifically to let Jeremiah know why he was special. God says in Exodus yes. very clearly that he does not hold a fetus in the same value as a woman. He, he makes it clear in Exodus that it's a property. And God also says that life begins with first breath in Genesis. And God gives Moses rather specific abortion tips if your wife is pregnant by another man. Jesus was against the death penalty. Jesus was. Well, yeah, I know. No, no, no. James, my mother was. An, my mother was a Catholic nun for 16 years. My father was a Franciscan brother okay. for 15 years. But I was raised in the that, church. I know the Bible very well. Christ okay. opposed the death penalty. Well, I hear that a lot too. Come on, man. What? How many times in a church? You know the Catholic Church. You ask why? Okay, why? All right. Well, you know that in the end of times, the fa- there's a false religion. And most of them believe it's the Catholic religion. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's the cat. But you're going by the. But you listen. You're, go ahead and talk about Revelation all you want. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm going by the Gospels. I'm with you in the Gospels too. And God and Jesus also said, "Okay, let me ask a question. Didn't Jesus say, I believe what God uh, does? He declares marriage as one woman and one man. LGBTQ." <laughs> But you know where he's, you're talking about, you're talking about uh, Matthew 19, where he says male and female, he made them. But do you know the context in which he says that, James? He's, he's been asked a question and he says, I go with what my father said. Do you know what the question is? One woman, one man. Do you know what he's talking about? He's overturning the Old Testament divorce laws, where if a man no longer delighted in his wife, he could kick her to the end of the curb. And Jesus says, I tell you right now, if you divorce your wife for any reason other than she cheats on you, you've committed adultery and made her an adulteress too. So male and female, he made them. They're not to split up. He's not saying he's not coming out against gay marriage. He's coming out against straight divorce. Do you oppose straight divorce, James? I do not oppose straight divorce based on if you have Cheated, yes. Did you Cheated, support yes, Donald yes, Trump yes. for president, James? Okay, we're going on a road that we can't go out of. I don't support mm. any of you for president. Did you Did you support Donald president. Trump for president, James? No, I'm independent. I actually don't support anybody for that. Everybody's flawed, but here, and I. But would you Would you vote president. for a divorced man for president? Would you have voted for Ronald Reagan for president? Okay, we could go out of the line of of. So Dude, you brought up you brought up Matthew nineteen. I'm telling you what it's about. Go ahead. I know, but you're. I understand what you're saying, but that goes to the point of when you you talk about something, you're you pretend like we both don't have flaws. That, that no, I don't. Are, I'm probably more flawed. I'm probably more flawed than you are, James. But I know this stuff. You I'm didn't a- say in twenty minutes of talking. You never said, "Hey, you know, sometimes we're wrong." But I tend to think you never say it that way. What are you talking about? I'm wrong all the time. But James, I'm a liberal because of Jesus. That's why I'm a liberal. Because of Christ. He's not a liberal. Yes, he was. That's sort of what got him killed, James. The Pharisees were the conservatives. The Pharisees were the conservatives. God does not allow allow a difference of whether rape is black or white. Even if you're raped or whatever, there's nothing the Bible that says that you can go ahead and get rid of the child. There's also nothing in the Bible that says that you have to put women in jail for abortion. The Bible's not against abortion. James, Judaism is is Jesus' religion. Go ahead, tell me. I can prove to you. Tell me. Please, hook me up. Okay, I'm not going to get, I want people to look, look at this, so I'm going to tell you, remember the individual that got called from his land? Tell me he where. brought into a land that he wanted to go to, okay? He had him, God instructed him to marry a whore, which he did. Who are you talking he about? Said, God, why don't you just kill me? Uh, you, you should know this if you're in church. Let your, let your viewers look it up first. It's okay? radio, I don't have viewers. So he, do you, do you want to give me the scripture, okay, please? Well, 
I don't have it. Well, I have very little so time. You I don't even know the scripture you're citing, you know. James. What are you doing? You didn't know the scripture before about ma- gay you marriage. I'm giving you Mr. Church. Oh, James, you're letting me down. I was so excited for this call. Okay. James, what was Jesus' so religion? What was Jesus' religion? James, what was Christ's religion? He was a Jew, right? We can agree on this, right? And we can't agree on that, yes. Is Judaism against abortion? Is Judaism against abortion? Yeah. I mean, the present-day Jew. Throughout history, abortion is legal and free in Israel today. The Bible is not against abortion. That doesn't mean they're correct. Maybe they're not, but we're going by what's in the actual Bible, not by what you want the Bible to say. Go look up the scripture you mean. Dude, Jesus Jesus was against the death penalty multiple times. He never mentioned abortion, and he never mentioned gay people. I got to run. You're welcome to call back anytime. I promise I'll be friendly with you. I appreciate your call, but we got to hit a break. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I've been enjoying this whole the, the the campaign in Pennsylvania because on the one hand, you've got this guy Fetterman who really comes from the the Bernie AOC school. I mean, he's not as left as a lot of people think. He's pro-fracking and a few other things like that. But he could be like the liberal Trump. He will just march into a lawn uh, with, with a Trump flag on it and begin engaging the people and talk about how the system's rigged. On the other side... You had Kathy Barnett, who is the MAGA lunatic, who's so crazy she wants to seal MAGA back from Trump. You have Dave McCormick, who's like, you know, the Mitt Romney douchebag, the venture capitalist zero charisma twit who who just rightfully should be beaten up. And then you have Oz. And, uh, you know, it's only a thousand votes separating these two right now. I mean, uh, I, I don't know, Frank. I think that a guy like Fetterman who's recovering from his stroke still, but he's got it over either one of these guys in terms of authenticity. I kind of want to see MAGA eat their own. I mean, they've been so vicious against uh, each well, other. I hope I hope he, you know, Fetterman does well um, and wins in the fall. Uh, I certainly hope that. And, and as, a, um, as a recovering um, heart patient, I'm all in four of people having strokes and just showing up to work the next day, you know. <laughs> pretty amazing that uh, he did that so 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 that's kind of good you know to me like Oz or the other guy you know it doesn't really matter which one of them get real get get win the the primary they're both really horrible yeah and um you know like people were very happy that Madison uh Cawthorn lost but you know the guy who who he's running against is every bit of a fascist as he is, except he he'll be more in with the Republican Party and more effective um, instead of shining a light on himself like Madison Cawthorn did and and being on the outs with the Republican yeah. Party. You know, um, 
Cawthorn's a fascist who's on the outs with Republicans, which is a rare thing. You know, most of them are, are very in with Mitch McConnell. And uh, so, in other words, in any Republican primary, I never have much invested in who's going to win. It's it's you really end up with the same product either way. But I mean, we always talk about how the Democrats are always willing to cut their own loose, right? Dems eject them, Republicans reelect them. Democrats will cut Elliot Spitzer loose, they'll cut Al Franken loose. Republicans uh-huh. never do it. I, I mean, it's been really shocking watching how all of these embarrassing leaks of videos and photos of Madison Cawthorn have all come from within the party and sometimes yeah. from his own staff. I mean, they just coordinated to destroy this guy. And I don't think it's because of the speeding tickets. I don't think because he, he keeps bringing oh, guns on planes. Because he revealed the uh, the the cocaine orgies, which from my cocaine experiences, I consider that like an oxymoron, a cocaine orgy, because <laughs> I think everyone at the cocaine orgy is going to spend all their time frenetically talking about how we should all get together and open up a restaurant. You know, it's... <laughs> The two things don't necessarily mesh, or I guess they do for some people. But uh, um, and and a Republican cocaine orgy is just, you know, it's just <laughs> not going to be that. It's going to give orgies a bad name. That's the whole say, yeah. point of this is the idea that Republicans have cocaine orgies. That's going to really hurt the orgy industry. I, I, I compl- and the cocaine industry as well. Yeah. I mean, like cartels are trying to distance himself from Madison Cawthorn. But it's amazing. Less than forty eight hours after losing. Did you see this Instagram post? This this petul- this petulant, vengeful. He misspelled the word Michael. He got Michael Knowles's last name spelled right, but he got the word Michael spelled wrong. And mm-hmm. and after all these scandals, and this guy, like he he, seriously, at some point, I I got to stop making fun of him because something is really not right there. But he said, I am on a mission now to expose those who say and promise one thing yet legislate and work towards another self profiteering globalist goal. Globalist being, you know. Jewy Jew Jew Jew. Um, he said it is time for the rise of the new right. It's time for dark MAGA to truly take command. And I know we got to stop making fun of this guy, Frank, because something's not right. But dark Ooh. MAGA. I mean, dark MAGA just asked itself to show a birth certificate. You know what I mean? I loved. I love the dark MAGA uh, saga in Marvel Comics. It was awesome. I remember when I I, I fell from the light MAGA and turned to the dark MAGA. <laughs> but uh, you know, and the thing about that's really tragic about a guy like him is that this could be like the opportunity for him to, you know, to go on a better path in life. And, you know, I I think he's he it seems like he's into, um, you know, alternative forms of sexuality, which which is which is fine, but but not in the Republican Party. But he could really go on a path of like, now I can be who I really am. I'm not ashamed of being gay. I'm not ashamed of this and that. And and he could like find a real audience for that of someone who found redemption through failure, you know. But he's yeah. obviously he's he's going in the uh, opposite direction. He's going to be more like that um, uh, Milo, whatever his name was, yeah. the, who's now uh, um, part of some Christian group you know, renouncing his gayness and uh, and and saying he's been converted and he was sinning when he was. So it's it's just very these people, as much as we disdain them, they hate themselves so much more than, than than any disdain we can put on them. Yeah, I got to say, I agree with you completely. And it's why I I hate to say it, but I, I got to stop making Madison Cawthorn jokes because there's really something dark and not right there.